Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 179. We made it. Yes, sir. And uh, here we are. Um, I want to, before we jump into what we're going to do today, um, mm-hmm. I want to say a couple, uh, one particular shout out. Oh. I was having a conversation. Ooh. We're going to shout out. I was having a conversation at church yesterday, and I found out we have another super fan oh, that I did okay. not know existed. All right, I'm ready for this. Say their name. Mr. Chris C. Bolt. I also, I had, had I'll just say, our, my conversation with him was before yours. We ha, we are in small group so together. So you discovered before I, I was. I discovered, uh, yes, before. So, so there you we're go. We're super glad that Chris is a super I fan. just found her out right now because uh, Chris decided to not talk to me. Yes. Mm, so we're more special than <laughs> And at small group this and week, I just, I'll find out why he didn't talk to me. And I'll just say right now, Chris, it didn't say that so that you have to talk to me. Yeah. You don't yes. have to. Yes. yes. There you go. But, Very good. Yes, Chris, we do have super fans. We do. The debate has now been squashed. Well, because we know more than one or two. But, yes. But the, the definition on us for super fans is real low. You mention oh, it. Fine. If you say you watch this podcast or listen, that's enough. You're you're a you super spoke fan. to us about your that's super. That's right. You and we include trolls. Absolutely. <laughs> what are we without our trolls? We have we have several. If you're if you're a troll, we we like you, whether you like us or not. We, we love everyone. We right? love everybody, even the trolls. That's right. So, um, speaking of super fans, I I'm, I've been getting lots and lots of suggestions because people really, for some reason, want to name this podcast. Well, because we asked them to. We did. We did. But and they're we have really interested super in fans who want to respond in a they super do. way. So I got like a list. Oh, right? wow. From the same person? Is uh, today the day we're voting? No, we're not voting. We're not voting. I don't know. We actually, I actually got two entries with, and the first one had like a dozen. Or, oh wow! Or wow. Well, did not you, a dozen, almost a dozen. Did you edit them? Or are you going to no, give them all to no, us? I don't edit, man. I oh. just, I take what they give me. All right. I take what they give me, and and I, I used to not edit messages, and then people stopped coming. No. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I figure, you know, if they took the time to suggest, I'm going to take the time to throw them out there. But as I said before, please don't hold these too tightly because we love to make fun of stuff. Oh, yeah. That we might true. make fun of your name suggestion. That's yeah. true. That's what we do. Yeah. Maybe that's why they sent this in. Maybe so. Maybe they want us to So you, you want me to just read them out? I do. I All can right. see the paper, but it's, you know, don't. I'm, not, I'm not reading. I'm All ready. Right. Here we go. Podcast for Curious Disciples. It's descriptive. It is descriptive. I, I, that one doesn't bother me. Okay. Okay. And and here, I guess this person wanted to do variations on the same. Oh, okay, thing. got so it. They also said discipling through curiosity. Okay. This person's really stuck on exactly. curiosity. I know. Is this person chat GPT? Is, is <laughs> well, this person a cat? I will say that, as, and we discussed this beforehand, some of these the titles could have been Created by AI. AI, right, yes. They do right. seem to be kind of generated, random name generated. Yeah. All right, that's okay. So here's another one. Discipling through questions. Okay. All right. Pursuing faith through questions. All right. See, that variations there on the There are variations. Thing. They got the question part. We that's do answer right. lots we of do questions. An- now, here's, here's do. a variation on conversations. Okay. Faith conversations. Right. Or honest faith conversations. Mm-hmm. So okay. maybe we're not honest. Yeah, we got to pick which one we want to be. Maybe yeah. we can pick on various episodes which one we want to be. Yeah. Here's here's a short one, faith chat. Oh, faith chat. I guess because we're just chatting. That about feels faith. like that, we should have our own daytime talk show. Welcome may, to faith chat. That's it right. Also reminds me of church chat with the church lady on oh. Saturday Night Live. Oh. <laughs> okay. Mm, we could do that. 
Uh, questions we all ask. That sounds a little uh, Jack Handy for me. And yeah, yeah. Remember, oh, yeah. remember also Jack. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. The Disciple's Journey. That sounds oh, like a novel. It that does. sounds like the prayer of Jabez. It's, <laughs> it's the update to Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's another pithy one. The Faith Pod. The Faith mm. Pod. Faith right. Pod. Mm. There we go. I just want to say this. I do appreciate the amount of time. You I do too. Or, Is this one or person you just you think? literally put them in a jumble and just started ca- counting them down. And either way. By conversations with Disciples. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That is okay. happening. All right. And then here's here's the last one on this entry. This person said, "Discipleship deep dive." All right. Mm. Now I would like discipleship deep dish, where uh, it's a podcast we where we talk about deep, and every time we eat a deep dish, aren't we about to get it? We Chicago are. You know what? Place? They are. Yeah. Right. They're I'm building hyped. it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. For I can't that. wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, if it's good. <laughs> if, if it's, it's good. I'm going to eat it at least I'm going to try it once. The deep dish Chicago it's re- Old Chicago is really good. It's, okay. I like it. Well, there you go. We'll okay. see how We'll, see we'll how bring it one in here, and we'll call that episode... Deep Dish. The Discipleship Deep Dish. Sponsored by... Chicago. Old Chicago Pizza. Though they won't know. They won't know. No. So then we got another another super fan who suggested two titles. And these are a little more, I think, a little flippant. Not flippant, maybe a little funny. Okay. They're trying to be funny. Tongue in cheek. Between two Martins. Ooh. Oh, like between two ferns? I like, I like yeah. that. So That's you good. get the reference. I like that. I like that. And I, I, I've i often said, you know, I'm sitting between the two Martins. All right, and then the final one is Jason and the Interpreters. <laughs> Are we interpreting you? I yes. like that because that, that assumes Jason doesn't know what he's talking about. I know. <laughs> Jason, or Jason, Jason says it people. in such a way that we have to go, what Jason's trying to say. Yes. <laughs> Jason was so offensive right there. Let me you know, that, you. that's what my wife's been doing for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll say something in in social context, and she'll go, now, y'all, what he meant to say. <laughs> and then she apologizes. She's trying to calm down everything. For my rude way of speaking. Because that's what you are. You're just so rude. I, I, just, I just say things. Yeah. So, all right. So, there's your suggestions. Y'all take and think about I those. like them. I think we'll... I all right. Think- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up the ante here. Uh-oh. <laughs> what I would like is not only a title, but if you could create a theme song and attach oh, that in an MP3 no. to us. Oh, man. I would... I, I tell you it. what, if you do that, whether we choose it or not, we will play the MP3. Oh, boy. I don't know if we want to put that out there. If it, if, In the words well, of my teenage daughter, it's going to be cringe. <laughs> cringe. Well, I, you know, that's a good title. It's going to be cringe. <laughs> I like that. I would take cringe. that. I'd take that as a she title. She tells me all the time, she's like, Dad, you're so cringe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're so cringe. That could be our title. We're so cringe. We're so cringe. <laughs> Us talking about it is it's actually pretty, pretty I know. I know. my daughter. I know. I don't. I. I. I can't not be that way around no, my, that's my team. Yeah, that's part of. That's part of being her yeah. dad. Absolutely. I had explained that to my daughter the other day. She said something about how some someone's not cool, and she goes, "Yeah, like dad." And I said, <laughs> "I said, you know, I want you to know there was a period of time I was cool." And she in said, my own mind. That's right. <laughs> exactly. She goes. She goes. Was that true, mom? And she, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was never true. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> So, um, if you've hung on this long, uh, you probably don't need me to say this, but uh, around this podcast... Get a life! Or, yeah. <laughs> around here, we, we answer questions that people send in to us. Uh, we're the teaching team at Community Christian Church here, and uh, people send us questions, want us to help explain the Bible, faith, and life, and Jesus, 
and the whole thing. And this, wow, this was a this was a short, sweet question that um, I've never gotten before, and I'm not sure if it's a, an accusatory question. So it might if not it's really be. a so question. In one way, it just might be short. Yeah. And not sweet, because it could not. be, a, you know. Maybe not. I, I, at first, when I read the question, I said, are they trying to jab at us, or are they genuinely curious? And yeah. I, I'm going to I'm gonna believe the best. That's what we try to do. Genuinely curious, and just read the question, and Got we'll it. tackle it. Here we go. Here we go. How is this church different from a cult? Okay. Which could be a legitimate question. I know a lot of people have questions about it. What probably should be a legitimate Absolutely. question. Absolutely, it should be. What is a cult? How do they operate? I will say I, I have been you know, asked this question. Have you? Oh, I have more also, than once. I okay. have more also been once. asked this question. Would you like to share? I mean, I don't want to share the, this person because they, they, the person who the, the multiple times I've actually been asked, uh, or I should say this, I've been asked and then I've been accused. I've been asked yeah. and I've been said. What you're suggesting sounds like a lot like a cult. Okay. I've heard that before. Okay. And uh, so I had to have that conversation before. Right. So uh, the things that I've been asked before uh, that sound very cultish is when you say anything that sounds like, uh, hey, you really should uh, give your life away to Jesus and to his community. Mm -hmm. You say, mm, well, that could be used and abused against someone. Sure. And I say every yeah. time I go, absolutely, it mm -hmm. could be, right? Absolutely. You ask someone to start giving money, same kind of thing. Good. People say, well, what, what is that? Mm -hmm. I've had that. I'll say almost all of these people tend to be younger, turn, tend to be 40 years and younger. Mm -hmm. I don't hear it a lot from people who are older, but they may just not come talk to me about it. So, mm -hmm. um, But doesn't it always come down to how you define a cult? Yeah, I think that's absolutely. Yeah. So that's always the way that I, I try to take the So I'll say we used to get it a lot in the early days, and it would seem funny to people now, but in the early days of Community Christian, when we were, uh, when contemporary church was really different. Now, yeah, what, is called, what is called contemporary now, people go, we're a contemporary church. No, you're just the traditional of the last, like community Christian, like 30 years. we're as traditional as, I mean, that's yeah. what church is. Of churches Most churches nowadays are this, and people that have been what they have been for the last hundred years, they're just in a whole different category. That's yes. right. Uh, there are very few that are contemporary and that they're vastly different than anything that's been happening. That's right. Yeah. But when we started in Coweta County in 1991, I got asked this question a lot. And generally when I'd say, what makes you ask that? They go, well, you don't have hymn books. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I had to have a long discussion. You, you put the words up on the wall or on a screen and mm. that made us a cult. Wow. Mm. You know, that's interesting. And then, and even then when we were, you know, cause people would bring Bibles. And then when we started putting the scripture on the screen and people didn't have to bring a Bible with them, how, that's cultish because you're controlling whether they read the word of God or not. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not what we're doing. I'm just making it for people that don't own a Bible so yeah. they can know what we're saying. Yeah. You can still bring your Bible. I didn't say don't bring it. You just decided it was convenient not to bring it. Yeah. So it always comes around to it's either outside of what your norm was. If you grew up in a, a Catholic church and you come to a Protestant church that's different than when you expected, you wonder, is this a cult? Because this yeah. Catholic, that's been the church around the world for thousands of years. Yeah. Or, What's interesting is the way I, I grew up in my home church when I was a kid, they would have looked at the Catholics as a cult. Oh, I know people mm -hmm. now that look at the Catholics and they go, that's, you know, and we're not cultish like the Catholics. Exactly. Yeah. So isn't it interesting how the perspectives are different? Exactly. So. 
for me, I always think of, and it's, again, it might be a generational thing. I always think of a cult as being, the first thing that comes to mind is being like a closed society where you have to, you have to conform a certain way, and if you don't, you get kicked out or you're shunned in some way. And there's a there's a like a ritualistic kind of you know way you have to enter in or else you're kicked out. And there's secrecy and all that kind of deal. And for me, that that's never been the case. Well, and I looked so, at, yeah. I looked at just Googled it quickly. Oh, and, okay. And looked up how how do you define a cult? And it said normally it's. A small group of a community of a small group of people mm. who is led by a self-appointed charismatic leader, and that all authority over all of life is given to that sole individual okay. or you yeah. know whatever group of counsel mm -hmm. that's around that person. Mm -hmm. And so I would say what is different about you know I, I wouldn't say all churches because I know other churches that I, and I don't mean churches in our area. I'm not pointing it. I know of churches throughout history that have fit under that, where one person is self-appointed and they have put themselves even really on par with Jesus as the leader of the yeah. church and said, I, they have you know disbanded any other board of directors or elders or anything. I have sole authority, what I say, and they direct everything as, I mean, down to the dollar amount that someone gives to the amount of times they're allowed to have sex with their spouse to, I mean, every individual part of that person's life, wow. right? That's a different thing. But I would say a biblical church, the church that's described by Jesus, the church we try to be, uh, it is not a, a sole authority, sole human authority, I should say, uh, person. We are always trying to direct everyone towards Jesus and his authority, mm. uh, that Jesus is the supreme authority uh, and that we are following um, his commands and the people in leadership in the church as well as the people in the congregation are all subject to Jesus's authority, not subject to one sole leader's authority. It's not the senior pastor. It's not the people who teach, uh, mm -hmm. you know. It's right. not even the elders per se. Right. The elders themselves are subjected to classical, what does the understanding of the Bible? They're yeah. guided by what the Bible says and what Jesus taught. Mm -hmm. But part of what Jesus taught, and I get this, I think in a culture that has become so hyper-individualistic, anything that calls you towards communal obligation, this is always where it has come to. Anytime I've given a sermon, uh, or I, a lot, honestly, when I was doing youth ministry, because I was teaching this a lot, anything where I would call to, hey, uh, the church is not here to serve you. It is a communal obligation. And when you follow Jesus, you say, how do I serve and benefit everyone else? Anytime there is, and I get it's the way that it appears, uh, because, uh, you know, we, we do have an, you know, a status as an organization, it appears as if there is a corporation that is calling for complete submission. That's not what we mean. What we mean is Jason, Ed, my people, Chris Seabolt in my small group, the people who are a part of Community Christian, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation to one another that when someone in my small group is in need or we as a church decide, hey, we want to do something in our community, Everybody goes, hey, we're all going to pitch in like a family to make that happen. But anytime you call someone to say, hey, you may need to deny yourself, like Jesus said, mm -hmm. and give to Jesus by being involved in a commu with these communal obligations, 
I think in a hyper-individualistic society, it feels a little bit like um, a cult because I think we have this idea that anything that doesn't allow me to be the sole authority for my life means someone is somehow taking something away from me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. I was yeah. having a conversation just recently with a person about that it really struggles with... Um, I, I, their life feels off track to them, mm-hmm. and they they would say they're a follower of Jesus, but they've long been detached from anything but them and Jesus. It's mm-hmm. just them and Jesus, and they're trying to figure out this whole thing. And uh, I had heard the analogy in I can't remember where now of uh, that most people wind up looking at life and thinking of that life's a lot like a video game. You know, other people die in the video game, but the game doesn't end until I die. Mm-hmm. And what that means is I'm really the star of the game, mm-hmm. that everything revolves around me. Mm-hmm. It can continue to go. And I said the difference for followers of Christ is I'm never the star of my mm-hmm. own story. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the star of the story. There's been a story go- ongoing since the beginning of time, and I'm trying to play my part. And it may just be that I have a small little part to play in somebody else's story and eventually, I'll get. Re- it'll be revealed to me the bigger overall scope that I was in the part of the ongoing story of God. And there's a fulfillment in knowing that the circumstances of my life don't determine my happiness and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Anytime in our world where a person is called to think of, you know, your wants, your desires, <laughs> you being the star of your own story, so your feelings, your actions— they determine everything about whether your life is right on track. If that's not the heart of the story, then it somehow feels off track mm-hmm. to say, you know, you were meant for the purpose. The creator gets to decide what the the the, the create the creation is used for. Well, it's why and it's his story. It's why it's so shocking in our culture. You know, I did youth ministry for a while. We had several people who would go into the military. You know, the big slogan that the military started when they when the big recruitment kind of started happening. The big slogan was "Be all you can be," and that's even still they have a lot of that. You know, this life of adventure, all these different kind of things. And every time I'd have a student, you always always for us it was a young male student go into the military and they come back and they go, I really wanted to be this. And they told me this. And I said, it's because it's not be all you can be. It's be whatever we decide you're going to be. But the only way to get someone to re- to join in is the promise of, hey, you get to be all you want to be. Once I get you in here, I'm going to make you whatever I need you to be. And I think that's where we as a society are, is all of us go, we are just having this discussion in our staff meeting. Everybody kind of comes in with, this is what I want to accomplish in my life. This is the kind of person I want to be. This is the kind of life I want to be. And I come to the church and go, now help me be that. Or I come to I come to a doctor or I come to a therapist or I come to whatever and go, help me do this. And I don't want you to tell me at any point, maybe that's not the best goal for your life. Maybe this thing you've imagined is not really the prime success or happiness or whatever maybe maybe you're really craving something else yeah there's this feeling and so i always would say in those conversations to people i think that is what is beautiful about what jesus calls us to do is that we're in a cult you would have this charismatic leader right 
who they are trying to persuade you to and really break you down to the yeah. point that you become psychologically dependent on them so they can take everything from you. And you serve their story. You're really ser- serving sure. them. Sure. Yeah. But what I mean is they're they're coming in to do that. Jesus comes in and we're told, right, that he was he was uh he was not anyone you would have looked at and immediately been attracted to. He does not come across as this, right, he's this man of sorrows. He is not this exactly charismatic person, right? And the way that he comes in is very humble, gentle, right? And then he just says, hey, if you're going to, and he's very upfront about it. Yeah. Come and die, right? Take up your cross and follow me. You're not going to have a home. You're not going to have this. And in fact, it seemed like it many times he would just throw those things out when you had these giant crowds to drive people away mm-hmm. that he knew that, hey, you're not really going to want to do this. Jesus is very honest up front about what the call to discipleship looks like. And the, the call is you decide. Jesus even says at one point, count up the cost. Exactly. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slowly bring you in like a frog in boiling water and oh now it's too late and I've got you. He just says up front, you should count up. Do you really even want to do this? Right. Before you come in, you should just know. And so I would say in a church, the difference is yes, the call is. I give my life to Jesus, and the way that's shown is I become about these people. I become loving these people like Jesus loves these people, and that will cost me. That will call something on my life, but I am the one who chooses exactly. whether I want to be in on that. And at any point, you have the option to walk away from it. Yes. And even Jesus offered that option to everybody that he called. He said, come and, like you said, count the cost, come and follow. And then some said, I, I don't I don't think so. Yes. And there was no manipulation. There nope. was no, you know, shunning. In fact, he, he would continue to love people that would turn turn their backs on him and mm-hmm. even become his enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would continue to love and, and, and receive them if they come back. But it was never a manipulation kind of thing, yeah. which I, I often, for me, my definition often, that's the key about a cult. that become, It becomes manipulative, exclusive, all yes. this kind of thing that... Uh, and and I just don't I don't see that in the church that Jesus mm-hmm. birthed. Well, and, no. and I think early on you talked about shunning, and there is a sense in every cult that I can think of that if you decide to turn against the cult, mm-hmm. no one in the cult can really have anything to do no. with you. That's, That's right. It's generally a closed community, mm-hmm. and so and you know I, I guess it's so we don't wander too far off in case somebody stumbles across this. The classic definition in Christianity: what separates true Christianity. So, you know, there's major differences between our church and the Catholic church. Neither one of us would say we're absolutely teaching all the same stuff. There are things that if we sat down, Mm -hmm. uh, we would disagree on. I would consider them Christians. Mm -hmm. I think they would consider, some of them would at least Mm -hmm. consider us to be Christians. I don't want to, I certainly am not speaking for the Pope. Uh, But there are things we disagree on because there are core essentials that we do agree on. Mm -hmm. We believe that Jesus is the son of God. Mm -hmm. We believe that uh, he gave his life for the sins of the world. He was raised on the third day. He's coming again. Mm -hmm. The Bible is the word of God. Those, those kind of things we agree on the place of other things, ecclesiology, eschatology, those kind of things are going to happen. Those, those vary and churches wind up not, meeting together over some of those secondary issues. But what classically makes something a church and not a cult is agreement on those bigger, mm-hmm. this is what this is what we stand for. 
instead of these other things. And when you get to a cult, like you said, there's generally charismatic person that calls you to absolute authority to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are on some mission that you're helping them accomplish. It's generally about everybody else being wrong and only the people inside of this Mm -hmm. being right. If you decide to break away from us, you will be shunned. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's the difference right there. I mean, it it is. So, Whereas in the church, and I'll, I'll say, you know, if this isn't directly at Community Christian, you know, having been here for the whole run now, I can think of many, many, many people who have come to our church, been very involved in our church, at some point decide, this isn't for me anymore, yeah. leave. And uh, mm-hmm. then some, again, they, over some time, come back. Mm-hmm. And I can think of one particular couple that uh, they've been here, they've left, they left. They came back. They left, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't say that derisively. What I have eventually said to them, because they would apologize, and mm-hmm. I just go, "Me, you don't have to apologize. The door is open here. Right. It's open if you feel like you need to leave. Mm-hmm. It's open if you feel like you you want to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, our goal is just to stay open. But we're the same when you come and when you go. That's right. <laughs> well, and you I know? think another thing that's important to even mention on that too is. In a, in a cult situation, leadership is unquestionable, right? I mean, obviously, you can ask the question, but everyone, you're almost attacked or belittled immediately when you, 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 you do any of that. We have a clear structure for if, if you have a genuine uh, problem or complaint or something going on, one, you can always come to anyone on staff and talk to them. But even if you feel like, hey, they're, they're not listening. We have elders yeah. who oversee our, you know, our, our senior staff and all of that kind of stuff. There, you can, you can know who those elders are. You can have conversations with them. There is ways to get in to having conversation with people who are in leadership or authority um, that allows you to know when you're in a situation like that, when you're in a community like that. Because I think there also is a way in a very hyper individualistic society. Um, and you see this a lot. Um, you know, I think about what is kind of, I, I don't know if it's still happening in Portland, but what was going on in Portland for a while were basically this idea that we should have authority-less society where there is no one in charge and we're all kind of equal. Eventually, those kind of things end up uh, falling apart almost every single time. It doesn't work. And it just doesn't work. So you always have to have leadership involved. And once again, but the question is, is the leadership the one with the ultimate authority or are they also submissive to another authority? And that's the way that we have structured our church and vast majority of churches also structure themselves is around this idea. It's not the pastor who has ultimate authority, even the elders. It is everyone is not centered around the leader. They, well, they are centered around the leader. It's just Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the leader and everyone is looking to Jesus and saying, how would Jesus handle this situation? And so when there ever is problems, as every church has problems, you look not to how do we protect the leadership? How do we protect people and try? How do we make sure no one knows? You get around Jesus and go, how would Jesus handle? What would repentance look like in this situation? What would correction look like in this situation? Uh, you know, what would encouragement, whatever is needed, you go to Jesus for that, not how do we protect the organization? How do we protect uh, whoever's in leadership? Um, and I think that's a, that's a significant difference. Yeah. And the organization, I, I was just sitting here thinking, the other thing that I, th- I was thinking about with Colts often is the organization is for the benefit of the leader. Yes. The leader doesn't see themselves as serving the organization. And, right. you know, generally mm-hmm. you'll see in a lot of these things that people are calling people to a life of poverty, except the leader who's exceptionally wealthy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
you know. Yes, mm. absolutely. All right. I hope that helps. Whoever asked a question, uh, if not, follow it up. There's a link in the description. You can ask another question, follow that up, or ask something completely different because uh, we will take all the questions. So, yeah. Which we have one coming up next week. Uh, it's all about money, everybody's top favorite topic. Mm-hmm. So come back next week. We will talk to you about finances because somebody really wants to know uh, some stuff about finances. So there we go. Send in your theme song. And yeah, they, and Ed says we'll play it. So well, I, I believe him. Yes, we will if it's not offensive. Ah, well, there's a cat. Yeah, non offensive theme song. We don't want to have years. to we don't want to have to bleep all the theme songs. So okay. be careful. All right. So you guys have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye bye.